They found the entrance exactly as instructed, just before the cracked sign for Malauer's funeral parlor, between the tailor and the barber shop, through the rusted gate, eleven creaky steps below street level. After they'd knocked precisely three times, a tiny slit in the boarded-up door slid open. What's the word, doll? One dark eye blinked at them. Gloria opened her mouth and froze. This was the moment she had practiced endlessly in front of her bedroom mirror, saying the secret password to be admitted into the hottest speakeasy in Chicago. So what if it was the first time she'd ever snuck out of her house, lied to her parents, or been in the city alone? Not to mention that her dress, which she'd bought only the day before, was so short that one gust of wind could turn her from flapper to flasher like that. Come on, I don't got all night, the eye barked. Sweat began to bead on her upper lip. She could almost feel it kicking the layers of her meticulously applied makeup and cracking the surface of her finishing powder. Ouch! Marcus, her best friend, who had taken on the role of accomplice and chaperone for the evening, jabbed her in the side. Just say it already. Gloria inhaled sharply. It was now or never. Ishkabibble? Wrong. Now scram. And just like that, the eye disappeared. Gloria glared at Marcus. You have got to be kidding me. It was Ishkabibble the last time I was here, he said. Steps below the street, the bluish night softened the harsh angles of his golden boy features, his sharp cheekbones and jaw, the habitual smirk he wore, and made him look infallible, trustworthy, swoony even. Gloria could see why girls threw themselves at him, of course but her own relationship with Marcus was three parts brother-sister to one part sexual tension, a healthy balanced equation for any male-female friendship. You've been here a total of, wait, let me count, one, one, once, right? One time, Marcus, and that was merely because you paid your friend Freddy to take you. Well, at least I've actually been inside, Marcus said crossing his arms with a sigh. Let me take you home. Home. A few miles away by car, only it felt more like a few thousand. Her father's gleaming Mercedes sneaked from the garage after the family's driver went to bed, beckoned to her from beneath the streetlight. Maybe she should just return to the quiet, safe, boring, tree-lined Astor Street that she knew so well. She could make it into bed scot-free by 1 a.m. and even fit in a few flashcards before her European history exam tomorrow. But wasn't that exactly what people always expected her to do? Make the safe, good girl choice? No. She couldn't leave now, not when she was one door away from carrying out the first and only rebellious act of her entire life. She was already here. She just had to get inside. Gloria pounded on the door again. 
The slit opened up a crack. You again? You got a choice, chassis kid. But if you don't go home to your daddy's this second, I'll call security. Wait. All I ask is one single clue. She pouted her brightly painted strawberry lips because, well, pouting always worked in the movies. If I get it on the first try, we're in. If not, we disappear. The eyes squinted menacingly. Does this look like some kind of party guessing game to you? I wouldn't know, Gloria said coolly. She could hear the band inside begin to play, its jazzy rhythm spilling out onto the street in muted tones. I don't go to parties, and I save my games for men.